Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 35, Today, I'm really excited to walk you through some of the best tips I have for establishing a self-care routine, making it a priority in your life and in your business, and making sure that your cup is always full so that you are able to pour into others in the most brilliant of ways. Can't wait to share all of this with you. Without further ado, let's dive on into episode number 35. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses, so you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash Gold Digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher here, and I am really pumped up today to talk to you about something that I have been working on in my own life and something that I think a lot of us struggle with. And so today's episode is going to be all about how to make self-care a focus. Wait, what self-care? I mean, most of us don't even know what that means because we're probably not doing it in our lives. But the more that I work with different entrepreneurs, the more that I have conversations about how we're feeling and how we're pouring into ourselves, the more that I realize we need some help. Now, self-care has been something that I have really put on my radar over the last year, especially after our miscarriage, and really just in understanding how we can make sure that we're filling ourselves up before we pour into others. Chances are, if you're an entrepreneur or a dreamer or even just a listener who is working the nine to five, you are probably a people pleaser. I think it is something ingrained in us. I think that it lives inside of all of us. And if you're a perfectionist like me, it can really have us running on this hamster wheel of life, constantly giving, 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 and never taking time to fill ourselves back up. 
Now, I would love if I could see your hands up in the air, but raise your hand if you're exhausted or if you're feeling depleted or if you're lacking self-confidence or if you're questioning if you're actually getting anything done day in and day out. I think that this is something that just really needs to be put on the table so that we can have real conversations about how are we actually taking care of ourselves and also switching the mindset because a lot of times when we think of self-care, it sounds selfish. It gives us this guilt feeling that we shouldn't be, you know, investing in our own lives. We should be out there serving others. And as somebody who genuinely loves to serve people all the time, day in and day out, I never really understood the importance until I was forced to understand the importance. Now, to not go too much into depth or to just back up a little bit, when we went through our miscarriage last year, it was the first time that I was really knocked on my booty in the sense of like I had zero desire to work. Nothing seemed important for a little while. I knew that I needed to take a break. And switching from going at breakneck speeds to that really had me stopping and thinking about like, how am I taking care of myself? How is my health being important in our lives? And how am I replenishing myself and just making sure that I am doing good so that I can serve others well. And so when I went through all of that, I started really thinking about these five things that I'm going to share with you today and how I can make them a part of my routine in order to be more efficient, in order to feel better every day, in order to make sure that I am the best version of myself so that I am not trying to pour into others from an empty cup. And so as we go through self-care, I want you to really just start thinking about how this can look in your life. And I'm going to be sharing things that personally have made a really big difference in my life, but they might not look the same for you. And I think that's the joy in that. And so I just hope that in sharing the things that have really helped me, it at least gets you thinking about how you can make self-care a priority and a focus in your life and how you can bring that into your family or into your relationships or into how you're showing up for the world because one of the things that I absolutely do not like is the glorification of busy. I think that we all get sucked into it. I think that social media only heightens that glorification. And I think that it's a dangerous, dangerous trap for us to fall into because the more that we equate being busy to being successful, the more likely we are to do that within our own lives, to continue seeking and striving for more, 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 and to never create room for rest or margin. And I think that if we're being honest, we're all guilty of that. Lately, I've been watching Instagram stories and I've been seeing these entrepreneurs who put on this facade of being super successful. And yet when they're in their Instagram stories, they are talking about how they're working all day and all night, how they're exhausted, how they, you know, this life isn't glamorous and it doesn't have to be glamorous to be beautiful. Like, remember that it doesn't have to be glamorous in order to be beautiful. But at the same time, when I see these stories, I'm looking at these faces that just look exhausted. They don't look lit up. They don't look happy. They don't look like they're doing their best work. And so while I watch those and I know that they're just trying to be authentic, it really pulls at my heartstrings because if you want to be the real you... 
You have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. So I want to dive into five things and five ways that you can start making self-care a focus in your life. And I also want to share that I am no expert on any of this. I mean, are any of us really an expert in anything in this life? I feel like nobody has it figured out. But in sharing these five things, I want for you to start really just thinking about how this can happen in your life or what five things are most important to you and how you can make them a part of your routine each day. So number one is all about sleep. Now, my mom loves to tell the stories of when I was a baby and I didn't want to be held. Just put me in my crib and let me sleep. And I know that I always joke about naps. I'm just a huge fan of taking a mid-afternoon break from screens. And, And so napping has somehow become a part of my brand and what people think of when they think of me. But the truth is, is that I have gone through a lot in terms of sleep and sometimes I have really great sleep and sometimes I have terrible sleep. And over the years, I've really started to pay attention to that because I've noticed that it really plays into how I feel about myself, the mood I'm in, the work that I'm getting done, the way that my business is running and my team is feeling. So when Drew and I moved into our new house about a year ago, I told him I don't want to have any screens in our bedroom. So got rid of the TV that used to be in our room. And I really wanted us to try and create an environment that was more serene, that was, you know, equated to rest in our lives. And so we got rid of the TV, which was great because I used to be this kid that would always fall asleep on the couch watching TV shows late at night. And I realized that not only does that affect how I dream, but it also kind of gets me wired. Like watching TV kind of gets my brain going. And when my brain gets going, it's really hard for me to get good rest. I would love to say that we also got rid of phones in the bedroom and it's something that I'm seriously working towards because we're both super guilty of sitting there and scrolling before bed and that's terrible, but that's on my goal list. So just know that that's a goal of ours to get all screens out of our bedroom so that we can just really prepare our minds for good rest. Now, the second downfall in what we've been working towards is that our dogs sleep in our bed and obviously we're crazy dogs people, but what a rookie mistake. Of course, they're so cute. One is sitting in my lap as I record this, but they really hinder our ability to get good rest. They're 10 pounds. They jump out of bed. They cry until we get them back into bed. One of our dogs has to wear diapers. And so there's a fun fact for you. Sometimes we have to change his diaper in the middle of the night. I swear we're going to be awesome parents when the time comes. But one of the biggest things when it comes to sleep is giving yourself that good environment and also creating a routine around it. And so when we were in Hawaii for the month, we were in bed by 9.30 every night. And we wouldn't wake up until about seven. And we didn't set any alarm clocks on the entire trip, which was the most incredible thing ever. But we were noticing like, man, if we got nine hours of sleep every day, like I don't even need a nap. I was like good to go. And so something that we wanted to take home with us from Hawaii was what would it look like now that we both work from home and work for ourselves? What would it look like if we got rid of the alarm clock and we just gave our body the chance to rest as long as we felt? felt we needed it. Of course, we're very fortunate. Well, I guess not very fortunate. We just, we don't have kids right now. And I know that if you're a parent and you're listening, you're like, good for you, Jenna. Must be nice to get nine hours of sleep. Trust me, friend, like 
we would trade places with you if we could. So just know that I'm just sharing what's been working for us and something we've been focusing on. Other things that have really helped in terms of sleeping is instead of being on my phone before bed, I've started reading and just reading for leisure. Like when's the last time you read a book for fun? (laughs) What an incredible thing to think about. Like we don't do these things anymore because we're always on our phones. We also have incorporated some essential oils into our lives like lavender. We have a diffuser on my nightstand and then magnesium has been a really big help for me. So one of my friends turned me on to natural calm, which is a magnesium supplement and 90, I think like 95% of us are deficient in magnesium. And so it helps your muscles calm before night. And as somebody who does CrossFit every day, it's really great to give our muscles that magnesium and also just kind of get that into our headspace before bed. So the last tip when it comes to sleep is when you create this routine around sleeping, really try to stick to it even on the weekend. So people don't recommend you know, sleeping in a long time, like on Saturdays and Sundays, because your body actually performs better if it's given this consistent routine. And so that has been super helpful. And then lastly, I did buy a happy light and I've posted about it a few times on Instagram stories and I get about a million questions about it, but it's a Verilux happy light. And what it is, is it emulates the sunshine. And so in Wisconsin during the winter, it gets so gloomy and dreary. And I have noticed it does affect my awakeness or alertness, I guess would be the better word. And it also just helps me feel like I'm in a better mood, like seasonal stuff is real. And so since I've gotten the happy light, one of the cool things about it is if I just turn it on when I sit down at the desk and leave it on all day, you don't even really notice that it's on, but it does make me more alert during the day. And so ever since I've gotten it, I haven't taken a mid-afternoon nap. I'll lay down for just a little bit to rest. But that's been super huge, too. And we'll link to that in the show notes at golddiggerpodcast.com if you want to get the one that I purchased. Number two is all about boundaries. How are you setting boundaries in your life, especially in your business? Now, rest might be different than sleep, but it's equally important. So how are you actively resting in your business? Are you setting boundaries with your clients, with your team? Are you giving yourself any time off? Are you taking time away from your business? Are you closing your office doors? Are you protecting your phone number? Are you setting and communicating office hours? These are all things that I would have not been able to answer correctly about a year ago, but I started to realize the importance of all of these things. So once I started hiring on my team, we all set down office hours and not only do we set those office hours, but we communicate those to people. So through auto responders, or if we get a message outside of office hours, we can say, Hey, we'll get back to you as soon as we're back in the office. And I think that there is this mentality that like, if somebody's reaching out to you, you have to respond, you have to get back to them ASAP. And yes, you definitely need to get back to them. But I also think if you can establish those boundaries early on, people respect them. Like you're not going to call your dentist at 10 PM and be like, Hey dentist, I think I need an appointment. Like you're going to understand, Hey, they're not in the office right now. And so we have to create that sort of structure in our lives in order to free up our headspace. For me, One of my biggest downfalls is that I have such a busy mind and I have just told myself that's the way my mind is, but 
I realized in Hawaii that I had never actually given myself time to rest because I would tell myself, well, I'll rest after this is done. And then I'll rest after this is done. And guess what? The work's never done. That's the joy of running a business. But what I realized too is that when I can work ahead, I am a lot less stressed. I have a lot more margin. I give myself more time to think through things a little clearer. And so for me, working ahead has been such an incredible gift, not just to my team, but to myself. The next thing was, is closing the office doors. Our office is in our front little sunroom and they have beautiful old French doors and really getting into the habit of closing those doors and being done when the work is done. I'm not logging into email late at night, things like that. And of course, I still struggle with that, but it's been a really big help to have an established office to not be working from my bed or the couch or whatever that looks like and just really getting my mind to associate work with the office and life with the rest of our house. And working from home is such a blessing. I mean, you don't have to wear real pants and you don't have to shower and all those great things, but it can also just be so hard because everything is so accessible. And so having those boundaries, communicating them, having people hold you accountable to them, that is absolutely huge. So with the boundaries, we've also established a way of setting goals. And so for my team, we identify top three goals for each day. And we've really learned that the rest is just the filler and fluff. And so if we can focus on those three big movers, then we can get to the rest of it once those are complete. And so what we'll do is we'll start off the day by communicating what our top three for the day is. And once those are done, then we can get on to the rest of the work. Now, I get probably 100 to 200 emails per day. We could spend all day responding to those and we want to. I mean, there's absolutely no reason why we don't want to. But if we did that all day, we would never get anything done. And so we've established writing down these top three, communicating them, putting them on our boards that we share with each other online, and then holding each other accountable to them. And what we've noticed is that the needle moves a lot faster and a lot more efficiently when we focus on those three priorities before we dive into those other fluff and filler things that take up so much of our time. Now, along with that, we've also tried to focus on one life-giving or nourishing task for the day. So what is it that's going to bring you joy in your day? Identifying one thing and putting it down on your to-do list is going to add up and make a difference. And what we love to say is little and often makes a big difference. So whether that's going out for a 10 minute walk with your dogs or going to yoga in the morning or even just taking a shower and singing in the shower or taking a moment to read a devotional in the morning, whatever that looks like, but making sure that that's incorporated into our work day as well. So along with our big three work goals, we have one life giving goal and it's been really really interesting and awesome to just kind of see also and stay connected with what is my team working on or what are they focusing on in terms of taking care of themselves and if there's a really busy week acknowledging that and just expressing gratitude through that and also 
keeping a real relationship so that we're not just always talking about work where how was your weekend? What did you do? You know, all those kind of things. It's just really important. So establishing boundaries, sticking to them, protecting your time, and then also setting up your goals so that they reflect self-care in them, but they also help you get and focus on what is most important in your business. So to review, number one was sleep. Number two is boundaries. And number three is environment. So just as I was talking about the environment of where we are sleeping, I've really been focusing on the environment of where I am working. Now, I used to always joke that I would work from bed, which I actually did at our last house. I just never really loved our home office. It was in a spare bedroom. It was looking out into an empty field. It wasn't this space that felt inspiring to me. And so when we first walked through this house, the first thing I said was, I want my office in that sunroom. I want tons of windows. I want light. I want to be able to see that there are human beings outside of my home. And so environment is so important when it comes to self-care. And it's also really important when it comes to efficiency. So I get so much more done when I'm in my office without distractions like Netflix or Real Housewives or whatever the junk is that I turn on on the TV. And I also notice that when my office is clean, I'm actually more focused, which is hilarious because you know I'm not a clean person. But if things are scattered in the office, I often feel scattered. And so I've really tried to embrace the mentality of like leave it ready. So at the end of the day, I am just quick tidying up so that when I step in in the morning, I'm walking into a tidy space so that I have time to organize my thoughts. Along with environment comes fresh air. (laughs) So are you getting outside at all during the day? I mean, it sounds so easy and simple, but when was the last time you went on a walk just because you wanted to go on a walk? Like we don't schedule these breaks into our day. And something that's been so interesting in our life is as Drew has started working from home, he's really understanding so much more about me and in the life I've lived these last five years as an entrepreneur. He used to come home from work, his nine to five, and I would still be in my pajamas and my eyes would probably be bloodshot. And I had like a whole gamut of different cups from coffee cups to water to LaCroix or whatever. And he'd be like, seriously, like, what did you do today? (laughs) And so it's been interesting because I think the more that I talk to entrepreneurs, it sounds like a lot of us will sit down and a lot of times we don't get up until the end of the day. Like we're snacking at our desks. We're not actually sitting down and eating a meal and we're not getting outside at all. And so I think that one of the biggest takeaways I've learned is that when I take some time to get fresh air, even if it's just a walk around the block with our dogs, it helps me understand like there's this giant world outside. I am not on an island by myself. I am getting, you know, vitamin D from the sun and just feeling a little bit more alive. And it also gives us that break from our computer screens, which we so desperately need. And so working in just some sort of outdoor activity, oh gosh, guys, That would change a lot for you. So I want for you to really think about the environment. Where are you working? Is it inspiring? Do you feel like you're doing your best work there? Are you eliminating distractions? Are you really just focusing on making sure that you're feeling good while you're working so that you can do good work? Great question for you. Number four is community. 
And I'm really excited to talk about this because it's definitely been something I've struggled with. And I think that hopefully you will relate to this. So we live in a very small town. It's 12,000 people. And there aren't a lot of creative entrepreneurs in this area. So there's no Rising Tide Society group, nothing like that. And truth be told, I actually am not friends with a ton of people in my industry, not because I don't love them. I absolutely do. But I've always had a mentality that I want to really be guarded in how I'm ingesting things so that I am just creating my best work and not emulating what other people are doing. So when was the last time you sought out true community? Like not just through Instagram comments or emails, but actual community in terms of reaching out and creating a real relationship. And I will be the first to admit that you know, it's easy to feel connected. Like our phones make us feel so connected to people, but it's very seldom that we're actually sitting down and having those real conversations with people that can really impact our lives. And I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody to the core. I usually honestly dread leaving the house, but it's funny because whenever I have wine nights or, you know, go to meetups or go to conferences or whatever that looks like, I actually feel more seen and heard and understood than when I'm just like texting a friend from afar. And so I want for you to really think about how you're creating room for community in your life. And it doesn't have to be with other entrepreneurs. It can just be with your friends. But how are you making room for real relationships? And what does that look like for you? And here, uh, sometimes we'll have girls nights. So we'll just do wine and PJ nights. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, I could stay home and get some work done. Or I'd rather catch up on Shark Tank or whatever that looks like. But every time I go, I'm just reminded of how important relationships are. Are and how awesome it feels to really connect with people other than your spouse. I mean, I'm sure if you are married or dating or anything like that, I'm sure that your partner loves hearing all about your entrepreneurial goals or what somebody posts on Instagram today, but there's something so special in those friendships that are just grounded in truth. And so community is such a huge part of self-care. It's something that we have to consciously work towards and something that we really need to be cognizant of in terms of making space and margin in our life for true community. And if you ever go out to eat with me, I love having the no phones rule. So I'll usually put all of my friends' phones into my purse and zip it shut because I really want us to just be present. And I feel like the conversation flows so much better and we're not distracted. We're just really there with each other. And I think that that time is just so stinking precious. All right. Number five, hobbies. So here's a great question. And, you know, a year ago, I don't know if I would have even had an answer for you. And sometimes I still question this, but what do you like to do outside of work? You know, so many of us craft our bios and our elevator pitches all around the kind of work we do. And while that is awesome and necessary, what do you enjoy beyond the work that you do? Now, it gets so tricky when you're running a business and your business is something that you genuinely are passionate about because that's awesome. But I have found that it is so important to have hobbies outside of work. So things like working out or running or Bible study or painting or ice skating or whatever it looks like for you. 
How does it feel to get out of your little bubble and to pour some time or energy into things that set your soul on fire, things that you're not charging for, things that you're not worried about making money off of? You know, think of yourself as a child and like the crazy things you would think of and the creativity you had and the weird ways you would spend your days and how much fun you had and how can we incorporate that into our lives now? Whenever I look at kids, I just could watch them for days because it's so cool to see human beings that haven't been told that they can't do things. Human beings with imaginations that aren't altered by our perception of things as we grow older. And when I see kids and just their creativity and the way that they think and the ways that they express themselves, it is so inspiring to me as somebody who maybe doesn't always feel creative. Creative, but that's part of the title that we've given ourselves these days. And so I think it's so important to really invest in hobbies and to find things that really excite you outside of the work that you're doing. For me, I really enjoy just connecting with other people through mission work. It's something that is just really life-giving and it keeps things in check for me mentally. I really love playing the piano, which I don't do enough, but I did it as a kid. And whenever I go home, I just pull it out. I'm a little rusty. I'm not going to lie. But playing piano is just really therapeutic to me. You know, I love to paint, like actually put a brush to paper and just do it for myself not to share it or to sell it, things like that. Reading books, taking bubble baths, those kind of things. And of course, I'm a wine enthusiast. And if there's mac and cheese anywhere in this city, you better believe I'm going to find it. So having hobbies outside of your job can really just be a way that you can stay inspired, that you can get to know other people, that you can really find like different ways that you could incorporate other things into your work and different ways that you're just different. (laughs) Like we are all starting to look and sound and share work that all is the same. And so I think that when you can really look outside of your industry and really be inspired by other people or other industries or other work, that can really just change your perspective and the way that you're showing up in the world. So let me review the five again, and then I'm going to close with something that has really changed and transformed things for us. So number one was sleep. Are you getting good sleep? Do you have a routine around it? And what kind of conditions are you sleeping in? Number two is boundaries. How are you setting boundaries in your life and in your business? How are you communicating these boundaries and really just protecting your time so that you have margin in your life? Number three is environment. What kind of work environment are you giving yourself? Are you removing distractions? Are you getting outside and getting moving every day? Are you working in a space that really just helps you feel more creative and efficient? Number four is community. When is the last time that you sought out actual, true, heart-beating community? And not just through social media or email, but actual face-to-face interactions with people that might make you feel a little more understood. And number five is hobbies. What kind of things are you doing outside of work that is really just helping you feel creative, stay creative, and really just inspiring you? 
Now, in closing, I wanted to just have a quick chat about gratitude. Gratitude is something that we have been practicing for years, and it has been something that really flipped the script for us on a lot of different things in life. Before we go to bed every night, Drew and I will ask each other, what are three things you're thankful for today? And it really just helps us get into a mindset of gratitude before falling asleep. And there have been studies done, and I didn't even look them up but there have been studies done that when people actively express their gratitude, they are genuinely happier and they're more appreciative in their life. And so every night we'll lay down and we'll just say three things that have come up in our day that really are just leaving us feeling gracious for, but it also helps us acknowledge the great things that are happening in one another's lives. And so when you have gratitude and my grandpa Sulo always says, having an attitude of gratitude, it can really just help you instead of focusing on the things that might not be going great or the things that you're struggling with, it can really help you acknowledge those things that are good in your life. And so having gratitude has been something that has really helped us evaluate like, hey, what are we working towards? Like, what are the blessings in our life? What are those small things that make such a big difference that we could easily miss if we didn't acknowledge them? Gratitude can really just serve so many purposes in your life. And one of the biggest ways that we've seen it unfold in our life is stopping that glorification of busy and just being filled with gratitude for the little things that are really big things in our life. For me... The first few years of my business were straight up hustle. And I hate that because when I think back to those years, I actually can close my eyes and envision me sitting in bed, working for hours upon hours, having the TV on in the background, you know, not getting up and going outside at all, having bedhead, the whole nine yards that, you know, we still experience day in and day out in different ways. But I was chasing the more, you know, more clients, more followers, more money, whatever that looked like. And I think that one of the biggest things of wisdom that I've gained over the years is that less truly can be more and how we really make that a part of our lives. So, you know, even just purging excess things and donating them, you know, looking at our calendar and our income and saying, what do we really need to make this year? And how can we donate or pay it forward in different ways? How can we use our blessings to bless other people? And so I really hope that you you can make gratitude a part of your daily routine. And it's even better if you can loop someone in on that to help you be held accountable, but also to really just check in and, you know, see what active blessings are happening in your life. Because when you acknowledge them, you start to notice them more and you start to see that even some of the hardships or the bad things that are going on, there are still good things happening and expressing that gratitude out loud can really start to change things for you. So in closing, I really just want to have an open dialogue to start the conversation about self-care. It's not selfish. It isn't something that you need to fill goals over. It's something that you need to make a part of your life. You will be a better human for it. You will be a better business owner for it. You will show up in people's lives in a better way and in a bigger way when you are actually taking care of yourself, when you are making sure that you are the best version of yourself so that you're inviting other people to show up just as they 
they are the best version of themselves. And so thank you so much, my Gold Digger listeners. What a blessing it is to be able to serve you in this way. And if you want to hop over to Instagram at Jenna Kutcher and tell me one thing you're going to do today to make self-care a priority in your life, I want to be that accountability piece for you because I know that if you can slowly start to involve all these different ideas into your life, things are going to transform in really big ways. And at the end of the day, you're doing what you're doing because you love it. But if you love yourself first, you're going to do what you're doing even better. So until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if this podcast has touched you or your life or your business in any way, I would absolutely love it and appreciate it bond words. If you could leave a review in iTunes, I read every single review that is written. They really just help me continue to create this content to share my life with you. And my goodness, I love seeing who listens to this podcast. What a blessing it is to serve you. Have an awesome day, friends. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold-digging dream chaser you.